Welcome back to the New England Travel Journal podcast. This is your host, Sam Dostler, and today we are joined once again by the executive editor of Boston Magazine, Brittany Jasna. Uh, Brittany, thanks so much for joining us again. Thanks for having me, Sam. So the October issue of Boston Magazine has a piece titled A Hidden New England. It's a feature that explores lesser-known towns and tucked-away spots scattered throughout the region. With social distancing and outdoor experience top of mind, this spread offers readers a closer look at some underappreciated natural locations from secluded watering holes in Warren, Vermont, to the virtually untouched beauty of Monhegan Island in Maine, to where you can find castle ruins, alligator sausages, and yes, even authentic dinosaur footprints. And that is what we're going to have Brittany Jasnoff, the executive editor of Boston Magazine, on to talk about today. And uh, Brittany, let's jump right into it. How did this story come about, and what was the research like for it? Yeah, so absolutely. So we know our readers love to hear about opportunities for leaf peeping and enjoying fall in New England every October. But this year, obviously, with COVID-19, perhaps discouraging people from frequenting some of the more crowded spots, um, we wanted to give our readers some options for excursions that are a little bit more under the radar. Um, so our writers really scoured the area for new places and things to discover right in our own backyard or close by that people may not have heard of yet. So this article is available on bostonmagazine.com. You can also find Boston Magazine by searching Boston Magazine on social media. Um, and we also, like you mentioned, want to note that whenever you're traveling to any of these areas, and I know you mentioned it on the website when I was reading through the article, but always make sure you keep those COVID travel guidelines in place. The number is unfortunately spiking around New England, so those guidelines always uh, changing. So just something I know we here at New England Travel Journal want everyone to abide by, and I'm sure I'm speaking for you guys as well at Boston Magazine. Absolutely, that's right. It's really important. Um, and as you said, something we mentioned, um, you know, some states do require proof of the negative COVID test before you travel there. And like you said, the guidelines are always changing. So it's always a good idea to check before you go out on any of these activities or anything else. So let, let's jump into it a little bit more. It's spooky season. Halloween is just around the corner. Probably not going to be your normal Halloween, but there are still some many paranormal findings and things that people can explore throughout New England, and maybe some things that are, well, like the article says, that are a bit off the beaten path that are good for a year like this year. Yeah, absolutely. So um, one of the things we recommend is a trip over to Rutland State Park, um, which is actually a beautiful um, kind of hidden gem of a park in central Massachusetts. Um, but, it's, you know, it's a great for just a secluded walk on the weekends. There's not a lot of people there. But if you're in the mood for something a little bit spookier, you can actually take a walk about two miles down Prison Camp Road, and you'll find the remnants of this supposedly haunted former prison camp. And so you'll see closet-sized stone cells, a root cellar where the farm inmates work, massive murals of wild graffiti covering, you know, the foundation, and even a prisoner cemetery with 59 graves, uh, graves and an old tuberculosis ward as well. So there's some rumors that that area is haunted. Uh, let me ask you, Brittany, I know my answer, but uh, are you a haunted person? Do, do you have the heart for it? I know I don't. No, not really. I'm not much of a scary <laughs> person. <laughs> I like more of the uh, the candy part of Halloween personally, but um, <laughs> but I know that there are definitely some people that like a little bit of fright. <laughs> for sure, and and for but and for people that aren't into the fright, Warren Vermont is a a great hidden gem. 
Yeah, so if you're still itching to go leaf peeping, it's not too late um, for a quick trip up to Vermont to spot some late season foliage. Um, but, you know, in this time of social distancing, it definitely pays to grow, go where the crowds aren't. And Warren, Vermont is definitely that spot. It's got a Rockwellian downtown that's like little more than a hotel, a covered bridge, and a post office, and just no shortage of natural wonders to explore outside of that town center. Um, there's a great hotel um, right in the center of town, the Pitcher Inn, which is Relais Chateau property. Um, great for foodies. They have a 500-bottle wine cellar and farm-to-table um, menu in the dining room. Um, and, you know, great hiking trails and secluded spots within close reach of downtown, including Bluff Warren Falls which is great. You know, in the summer, the kids jump from the ground and cliffs, but in the fall, it's just a really beautiful spot to take in the best of the season. Um, and if you're looking for a longer walk, if you drive south on Route 100, you can reach the Blueberry Lake Trail Network inside the Green National Mountain Forest, and that's a great spot as well to witness fall's colors. That, that sounds a little bit more up my fall, especially after yeah. a long day. The 500-bottle five, the wine selection sounds yeah. uh, pitch perfect to go with the pitcher in theme there. <laughs> Uh-huh. Uh, so some other towns that you mentioned, Putnam, Connecticut, and then uh, Mohegan Island in Maine uh, as a couple of different locations. So you still can go coastal if you want this time of year, but also uh, Warren, Vermont, of course, and Putnam, Connecticut, both interior locations. Yeah, so Putnam is actually a great day trip from Boston. It's only about an hour if you live in Boston. Um, if you're moved in, in the mood to do a little antiquing, it's a great destination for that. Um, they actually have this antiques marketplace that's one of the oldest antique mega malls in the state. And they have everything there from 18th century fine art and glassware to vintage Pyrex and costume jewelry. So lots of great stuff to check out. And there's other shops as well in that area. Um, and the dining scene there is also really hot right now, so you can cap off your shopping trip with bangers and mash at the new Irish pub, The Hare and the Hound. So that's great if you're looking for, um, you know, a little bit of a, an interior, like you said, shopping trip. And if you're looking more in the mood for a coastal adventure, um, we also recommend taking the ferry to Monhegan Island in Maine. Um, there's only a population of 69 people, um, and so it's always quiet, but it's even quieter this time of year and still no less beautiful. Um, so you can kind of explore the, the soaring granite cliffs on the secluded eastern shore. You know, you can head south and discover the rusty wreck of a 1940s tugboat, and it's all just very walkable and very beautiful. And you mentioned the the eating outdoors aspect. This is it's been great all summer for restaurants, but this time of year it, it's even better. And I love what I've seen with restaurants doing, uh, putting some some of the space heaters out there, allowing people still to have that opportunity, even if it means throwing on a sweatshirt and some long pants now or a jacket, depending on uh, what style of restaurant you're on. There's still those great opportunities to enjoy a good meal outside while not feeling like you're being forced inside quite yet. Absolutely. We still have a couple more weeks, which is really awesome. So I know for sure I'm going to be to that. <laughs> yeah, without, without a doubt. Um, something that I'm not sure a lot of people in New England necessarily always think about is that there's some great caves for people to explore. I know there's uh, a rumor from the part of Connecticut that we're in that King Philip stood in a cave on Talcott Mountain and overlooked Simsbury while it burned back in the 1600s. That has been debunked as he was in a different part of the region when that happened. Uh, but caves, that's something that is very intriguing in this area. And I know one story in particular, the John Smith story that you mentioned in, in your article. 
Yeah, so we kind of joke in the article that, you know, the chaos of remote work and school kind of has us all wanting to hide a little bit right now. And so these mm -hmm. caves that we kind of offer the perfect opportunity to do that. But specifically, um, Hermit Cave Loop in Irving, the one that you mentioned, has some really interesting history to it. Um, there was a Scottish hermit named John Smith who actually lived under the overhang of a cliff in the late 1800s there. And if you go, you can kind of still see the remnants of, this, of his garden as well as some old stonework, so it's pretty cool. Um, there's also a couple others that we mentioned, um, Oden on the South Shore of Massachusetts, which is a group of glacial erratics that was home to another hermit in the 1800s, and Hermit Cave in East Thompson, Connecticut. Um, which wasn't actually, even though it's called a hermit cave, it wasn't actually hermit cave, but it's an interesting rounded stone chamber that may have been used as a root cellar. Yeah, no, and they're interesting places to, to try to find as well, so it adds a little bit of adventure as far as you're not just exploring the caves, but there's some effort that you have to put in to, to get there, which can exactly. be a lot of fun as well. This time of year, it's great for a nice brisk hike for sure. Now, I know some people in these trips are, are, you can do them in the day, but there's also opportunities to stay at some really interesting places uh, depending on what your comfort level is. I know I've stayed at a few different places uh, this past summer, and there's been a lot of care that's gone into it that's made me feel very comfortable despite the COVID pandemic that's still going on. But a couple of places that was highlighted in this Boston Magazine article, Hidden New England, uh, we're talking with Brittany Jasnoff, the executive director of Boston Magazine. You're listening to the New England Travel Journal podcast. A couple of places you mentioned, a lighthouse in Maine and also a really neat-looking cottage in the Berkshires, among other places. Yeah, so we recognize a lot of people, like you said, may have different comfort levels with staying um, in hotels. They may be itching to get away, but they want, you know, something a little more like off the beaten path. So we wanted to just give people some quirky kind of interesting lodging options that they might not expect. Um, so like you said, there is a lighthouse, Goose Rocks Lighthouse in Maine that you can actually reserve for the night um, and kind of be your own lighthouse keeper for the evening. Um, you can stay at the Storybook Cottage in the Berkshires um, at Santorella Estate. You can even book a houseboat um, in Charlestown. And, um, you know, there's a treehouse uh, in Connecticut over at the Windian Resort that is particularly fantastic this time of year with the foliage. Yeah, for sure. And the Windian Resort, if, it's, if you do check out the website, of course they have the, the treehouse, but I just love the variety of places. Oh, yeah. They have there. Not, yeah. It's, 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 it's quite a fascinating, fascinating place. Absolutely. Uh, so another thing, we mentioned people don't always think about caves when they're thinking, what are we going to do this weekend in New England? Another aspect of New England that folks don't necessarily think about are castles in New England. Being from Connecticut, living in the central Connecticut area, one of the castles you mentioned is Gillette Castle, uh, right on the Connecticut River. Uh, that's one of many intriguing castles that you can explore. Yeah, so um, exactly. That was, um, as you said, it's in a state park uh, and commissioned by an actor and a playwright in 1914. I believe it took like 20 men five years to build it and it's still intact and you can kind of, I, I don't think the actual castle is open to go inside but it's pretty amazing just from the outside and then there's the whole state park um, surrounding it that you can explore so that's pretty cool. Um, 
We also mentioned in Chesterfield, New Hampshire, um, Madame Sherry's Castle. So she was a costume designer for Broadway shows, and she kind of lived in the woods and hosted these lavish parties in her uh, mansion. And it actually burned down in 1962. So the only thing that's left in the in the woods, and it's actually pretty crazy and um, amazing to see, is just this grand exterior staircase sitting under a dense canopy of trees. So that's quite the sight. Um, and then in the central part of Massachusetts, um, you know, Bancroft Tower in Worcester is, um, you know, a big 52-foot tall structure that was built in 1900 to honor, uh, honor the former Secretary of the U.S. Navy, George Bancroft. So that has a very castle-like feel to it as well. I do want to add the Gillette Castle. If you do, unfortunately, it sounds like the tours aren't happening this year, but when they do do the tours, there's some very entertaining stories about some trap doors and different ways that the actor who had that castle built would, uh, would surprise his guests. He would hide and pop out of these unexpected places when they arrive. So it's a lot of fun to explore now, and when it reopens fully, uh, it's a very cool place to hear the stories uh, behind the interior of Gillette Castle <clears throat> as well. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, so if you want to, and I know you, you did a really good job with this when we talked last time about uh, road, summer road trips that folks could take uh, if they wanted to leave Boston and venture out a little bit. And what I thought Boston Magazine did a great job with then was talking about things and activities that would allow folks to limit their contact with people even more, whether it was virtual or quick out of their car, back into the car stops. And you added that again with these fall excursions. So if people want to limit their time outside, spend, go on a trip, but spend time in the car and just hop out for some quick roadside attractions, there's a number of, them, uh, number of hidden gems that they can find around New England. Yeah, and depending where you are in New England um, or if you're on the road and, like, on your way up, you know, somewhere up or down, you know, to another destination, these are great stops. Um, but, uh, you know, there's um, – in, in Lincoln, Mass., there's a place called Ponyhenge, um, and it's, it's really unique. It's a collection of hobby horses, actually, in a field that gets periodically and mysteriously rearranged by someone. So, um, you know, you can stop by and take a look at that. It's makes for quite the, uh, the photo opportunity. Um, and then if you are in, around the Maine area, there's um, this place called the Desert of Maine, which is under new ownership now. It's kind of it's really cool. It's a huge deposit of, a deposit of glacial silt um, that kind of resembles the Sahara up in Freeport. And you can kind of go, right now you can go on a self-guided tour there, so you don't really have to come into contact with anybody else. Um, and then there's also this, the very kitschy Vermontosaurus in Thetford, Vermont, which is a um, 122-foot-long dino made by a former school teacher out of scrap wood. So it's, it's, a, it's a pretty cool site as well if you're in that area. Yeah, and a lot of those are, are great for the families as well. I know a lot of kids enjoy dinosaurs and, and a number of those things you mentioned. So a lot of pretty much everything we've talked about here is perfect for whichever age demographic we're talking about. Yeah, absolutely. There's definitely lots of stuff that's kid-friendly um, and good, you know, weekend kind of romantic excursions, too, in terms of, like, you know, Warren and things like that. So it's really anything, um, any kind of excursion you're looking for, I think you can kind of find it, certainly in New England and um, lots of off-the-beaten-path stuff to do, um, even in these times, for sure. 
The article is called Hidden New England, a feature that explores lesser-known towns and tucked-away spots scattered throughout the region. Uh, you can find it on bostonmagazine.com. You can also find Boston Magazine on social media by searching Boston Magazine. Uh, Brittany, uh, a lot of exploring for people to do, and still really a lot of time for, for people to do it. You, we hopefully can get some good weather through this week, and although this weekend looks a little iffy, but through the end of October and even into November, there's a lot of time left to get out and explore before uh, the winter months roll in. Yeah, absolutely. Fingers crossed the weather is good to us. <laughs> yeah, one, no there needs to be a, at least one positive here in 2020. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. She has been Brittany Jasnoff, the executive editor of Boston Magazine. Brittany, thanks uh, for joining us again, and hopefully we can do this again down the road, maybe come wintertime. I would love that. Thank you so much for having me. You've been listening to the New England Travel Journal podcast. I've been your host, Sam Dostler. Thanks so much for listening.